Welcome to the third episode of the Transcend podcast. I'm Saranya and today we have with us a very special guest to speak about their lived experiences and their journey. In the 21st century, a drag queen is not just a man dressed in women's clothing, but an entirely different and separate and incredibly powerful identity. Pratik, our guest, is a 28-year-old from New Delhi and has been doing drag for four years now. He is trained in jazz, ballet and contemporary dance and is interested in musical theatre. He says that he saw his first drag show in Melbourne a few years ago and that it changed everything for him. Thank you so much for joining us today and without further ado, let's jump right in. My first question is, how long have you been dancing and performing and what's your favourite aspect of it? Uh, I have been dancing for as far as I can remember, to be very honest. I used to, I remember as a kid, I used to watch uh, dance uh, videos and music videos on TV and try to like, copy that in my living room. <laughs> uh, that is there. But professional training, I uh, I trained for around three, four years uh, with Ashley uh, Dance Works. And then uh, I was in Australia also for a Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. How was that experience going to Australia? It was fun. It was great. Uh, we had a student exchange program sort of thing. So I was there for like a, for a semester and that also happened to be their final showcase semester. So we had an opportunity to perform on stage over there as well. So that's that was really great. That's amazing. And what's your favorite aspect of dancing and performing? What do you enjoy most about it? I think I enjoy the most about it is that it's, it's something very personal for me. Like, uh, I haven't been a very like outspoken person as a kid and I wouldn't like talk a lot or express. I, and I wouldn't even like go behind my own uh, interests. I'd rather be focused on like trying to fit in and trying to, you know, have friends and, uh, you know, like it was different. So I when too. dancing came into my life, uh, was uh, like a 360 degree change because uh, I was being like appreciated for myself. I was being encouraged to be myself and uh, people wanting to see what, I have to offer rather than what I think people uh, would like, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's amazing. You know? That's amazing. Honestly, that's something I, that I really love about dance. That, yeah. You know, even I was a very, even I was a very shy child, so I also wasn't outspoken at all. But I started writing, so I think it's really important to all this kind of medium of it. Yeah. So one more thing that I'm really curious about, and I don't know much about, is um. How is the drag scene in India? Can you describe it to me? And do you think it will grow in the world to come? So the drag scene in India is like uh, at a very like initial stages. To be very honest, I mean there are not a lot of drag queens. Even if there are, like they're like uh, not uh, uh, probably not performing or not uh, publishing their work. Uh, it's it's a very like. Uh, I know, like, I'm talking about my personal experience, and I only know, like, uh, not a lot of drag queens compared to the Western countries. Yeah. On the other hand, uh, there are a lot of queens who are uh, queens and kings and uh, gender neutral performers who are getting, like, all their aspects of it. And it's great to see that we are, uh, like, introducing drag to the country 
mm-hmm. with all different parts of it not just women impersonation impersonation there are drag kings as well who do male impersonations and then uh, there are gender neutral artists whose drag character might not have a gender at all you know mm-hmm. so that's that's great in uh, having an advantage of you know uh, drag being established in other countries already but at the same time we have our own different challenges in terms yeah, of there are a lot of challenges in the country with regard to expression of gender so do you yeah. think do you think those challenges that we face in our country with like societal stigma and other things and the the closed mindset that people have um do you think that will prevent the drag scene from growing in the next few years i think uh it uh, it's not a question of if it will if uh, if it's there i think it already is because that sort of uh, affects how people see things how people uh, how accepting people are or how ignorant people are mm-hmm. so uh, it's just it's it's about uh, seeing it as an art form first then anything else yeah so automatically a lot of constructs around this are going to go yeah it is an art form at the end of the day and i feel like a lot of people actually ignore that and try to find another meaning in it which is why there might be um so many constructs around it another thing i wanted to know is based on your experience what do you think the public perception of drag queens is um based on my experience uh, i think before drag the term drag uh, uh, became known and became famous in the indian queer scene the term cross dresser was already famous mm-hmm. yeah and basically cross dressing is uh, primarily done by like uh, uh, as a kink or as a fetish or maybe just like a way of living or uh, or an expression or Uh, I think there's just like dressing in theater as well, like in normal theater. Yeah, there is yeah. Dressing, yeah. Yeah, but then over there, when it's like theater or it's mainstream, then they don't really like touch base on the aspect of terms and you know yeah. all of that. Yeah. It's, for them, it's it's a tool which is yeah. great in normalizing it. Yeah. But there's a difference with drag and cross dressing. So drag gets in the aspect of performance. of you know doing all of that get up and dress up and creating the character and living the fantasy for an audience or for a video for you know entertainment purposes mm-hmm. whereas cross dressing is just like okay i feel like yeah, attending the party as a girl so yeah. do you think the so perception of uh, drag queens has improved in recent years in india absolutely absolutely like thanks to a lot of media coverage that different writers have been doing here and there small to big to uh, going to college uh, uh, gender equality cells and uh, giving like uh, ted talks and a lot of things have happened in these past few years for indian writers and Amazing. i'm sure like every every stage we go to every audience we get to perform for we are doing the part in you know uh, cre- uh, spreading awareness about this art form and uh, about the queer community in general and mm-hmm. uh, a lot of drag queens also love to uh, you know not love to, i mean also to take up the responsibility of using their platforms to you know uh, highlight social issues faced by the community and yeah. uh, try to work for you know a better society for the lgbtqi community 
Yeah. Not just drag queens. I mean, a lot of uh, queer activities do that. I'm just talking about activists. Like, yeah. But that's that's amazing that in the last few years the perception has improved and there's more support because it's such a beautiful community. So I think that's that's really amazing. Um. Also, how do you think drag helps break free of gender roles that we all have in our society that are deep rooted in our society? Can it help a person like someone in the audience be more authentic to themselves? Do you think it plays a role in that? Um, maybe not just the performance because that might be related to a specific act, but drag as an art form in general, uh, plays a lot a huge role in breaking the gender construct because, uh, like human beings are so different. Every mind is completely different. They have their own way of thinking. They have their own upbringing. They have their own life experiences and lessons that they have learned. So it's like really hard to imagine that you can, you know, fit this huge pool of uh, mindsets in just two categories of male and female. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I mean, yeah. So I mean, th- uh, there are a lot of uh, gender identities, and uh, with drag, we promote we promote that. Like for me, for for me personally, my gender identity out of drag is uh, still in the masculine uh, spectrum of the scale. But when I'm in drag, I'm fully transformed. Like I feel like I'm fully transformed into a woman. Yeah. So, uh, so in that case, for me, I'm just showing that you know how gender is just a a, a top layer of an yeah. individual. And like gender- you will change your perception towards me. I see people treat me differently when I'm in drag. If they do not recognize me, of course. And uh, so it's just an upper thing. It's just a thin epidermal layer of a human being. Yeah. So, you know, all, all these things built around gender and gender roles and what society expects out of this particular gender. All this is nonsense. Because yeah, then you're just stick to, uh, you know, of, uh, stick to one particular thing and keep falling there that in uh, the rest of the life so that's not fair and that's not justified as well yeah Hello. uh yeah another thing i wanted to ask you was that uh drag queens are often mistaken for trans women why do you think this happens and in what ways does this harm trans women and drag queens have you seen this ever happen have you experienced it uh, yeah, unfortunately, I I don't know why, but a lot of a lot of people initially used to assume that we are all uh, transgender, uh, trans. But there's a there's a lot of difference. Like drag is an art form. It is it is an activity. It is something that you do, and uh, being trans is an identity. It's who you are. Like uh, so, drag is something that you do, and trans is something who you are. So there's a lot of difference. Uh, I fail to understand why people assume and I have personally failed as well and unfortunately a lot of uh, Indian men also think that all trans women are uh, sex workers yeah. so I uh, was uh, one of my shows I was approached by a man who was offering me some money in exchange for some activities which I, I refused and he was polite enough to you know accept that and move on but at the same time it just made me think that you know uh, this person is just assuming something yeah. and it's traumatizing someone else. It might uh, come as a, but also because of the whole taboo around sex work and sex in general. 
So, I mean, you see the layers of things that we have to work on as humanity. Yeah, there's like just, many layers. So, taboo around sex mm-hmm. and then gender and like a lot of things. So, uh, it, it's really sad that people have a perception like this about trans women. And, that, and personally, it affects me because they assume that I am a trans woman as well. So, I would be available for that. So, that's wrong. That's really wrong on your part to assume. Yeah. I think the biggest issue uh, with regard to this is that um, I feel like the the mindset that kids have, the kids are very impressionable and that's what, like, what your parents tell you, what parents have been telling their children for generations is what other principles that they live on and nobody ends up breaking this taboo because the same mindset and the same opinions are passed on over and over again. So I feel like the biggest difference we can make is by educating kids from a young age about all of these things. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, uh, mainstreaming also plays a lot of part in this. If, if, like you said, that upbringing and what the parents teach them, but if they see a trans individual on TV, successful and doing their own thing and not what their parents said that okay transgenders will only come to your house when you have a baby to ask for money yeah. or you'll see them in the red light asking for money or you'll see them doing sex work instead you see what a, a lot of trans women have achieved in different fields of life yeah. uh, uh, when it comes to like I may be wrong but uh, when it comes to like law and uh, when it comes to like various aspects of yeah. uh, like corporate life as well. So uh, when they see somebody like that being represented in mainstream media, that will challenge the construct, that will challenge the upbringing, that will be the first step to change for you know people to just see that things aren't the way they tell you uh, they are. You know, you have to see it for themselves. You have to learn from other people's experiences as well. Yeah, and you need to be educated and you need to fully understand all of it. I feel like that there's a lack of education on... Yeah, absolutely. Uh, in your opinion, what purpose does drag serve? Like the... Um, show, what purpose does it serve? Personally, for me, I'll, I'll tell you from my own experience. It's like drag came into my life where I was struggling as a dancer after Australia. Uh, I came back uh, like with no job in my hand and like it wasn't like oh, I came, I'm back and all of a sudden the Indian dance scene is like oh my god come here we have work for you no so uh, uh, what I found the challenge was they're looking for male dancers who are manly who have manly faces and bodies who can lift things and lift women and you know all of that yeah. and that wasn't something who I am again forcing me to play part of supposedly my gender in the industry I'm in, you know? So uh, that was like really challenging for me, which brought, brought me down a lot because I spent a lot uh, for this Australia trip and uh, it was like really like, you know, demotivating to see like all of your hard work is for nothing. But then that is when drag came to my life and that is when I, uh, I was like, you know what? I can still use all of my dancing things, all of my stage exposure with this and still be the kind of dancer who I want to be. I don't want to lift someone. I want to be lifted. So that's easy, like, if you understand. So that's what I'm doing now. And for, so like that, like that drag helps me personally. When you say what, what uh, how it contributes, I, 
like again like just uh, seeing it as an art form seeing it as a profession seeing it as like artists who are doing uh, like the various kinds of performances on stage and like that's it we don't we are not asking for you to you know get us your living room and all of that we're just asking you to let us be and let other people who enjoy this enjoy it and uh, let people who want to do it do it Yeah. that's amazing that's honestly amazing in drag uh, what's the biggest hurdle you faced when you started being drag um see when it comes to like when you start drag like uh, for me it was uh, really helpful to have a lot of courses online and youtube videos of makeup tutorials and stuff but i think uh, drag represents more of a sense of community So I don't know if you've heard of drag families, the drag mothers and drag sisters. Uh, so I it's basically like I have I've heard a little bit. I haven't heard too much, but I I do know a little bit about it. Yeah. Yeah. So so like I have like a lot of drag sisters in Delhi, and uh, so like we are like really close to each other, and we help each other out in like various ways, not just like your art form and feedback for performance, etc. but like they are some they are the few people who i can open up about my things and we talk about things that i have never spoken to someone else about like you know you find your own people and yeah, you want to so almost like a, it's almost like a close knit family yeah exactly so that challenge uh, was you know before i had like this so it was like just me figuring out and i i was i do not even know that there are more people who know drag and who you know are interested in drag so uh that i think a big challenge but i think if if somebody would ask me i would say just find yourself and your people and be around them and then channel all that with a creative uh, point of view or or creative side you will get to know what drag is for you and then this thing will just if you're doing it right thing will fall into place What do you think is the biggest misconception that people in general, especially in our country, have about uh, drag queen and drag queen? I think we touched base on this uh, when we came to when we were talking about uh, uh, trans women and people confusing drag queens with trans women. So that's there. Also, like forget about uh, confusing about with trans women. they think even drag queens are sex workers <laughs> that's another like biggest hurdle that we face yeah. because it's not the scene i'm not dressing up for your pleasure and dressing up for my pleasure my pleasure yeah exactly <laughs> so you're just in the audience there to like cheer for me and be happy that's it otherwise if you don't like it go back to the smoking room and wait for my performance to get over then you can come back <laughs> um and have you ever seen uh drag queens and things being uh, discriminated against in public places what are some of the ways in which they're discriminated against uh uh i i personally haven't been a lot in public in drag and we like take our security safety really like topmost priority so we would generally go to the venue dress and then dress up over there so that is different like public spaces may i don't think drag uh, that means drag in india has got to a point where you know uh, people can roam around in public spaces 
but yeah of course if i can imagine if i am walking down the street i would be met with a lot of stares and probably some person is very really oh, frustrated with their own life might just come and attack me so yeah. uh yeah so how can we employ drag as a way to rethink gender uh again i think we we spoke when i said that you know um, out of drag and i still am in the mass masculine spectrum of uh, gender but in drag i'm completely uh, like serving a woman illusion so uh, drag sort of like puts a spotlight on the term gender by you know that it's just a top layer it's just a, a it's just a way you present yourself and uh, that's what people perceive that's what people will perceive your gender as and yeah. gender you should you should limit yourself to your gender is that what drag truly means if that's the scene for you it's not forcing everyone to think about their gender you know it's just yeah. it's it's uh, it's giving you a, a a window that if you are having thoughts there are there are uh, you know in, there is information on this you can research you can find out for yourself that plays a part in it, of course uh, uh by you know showing it that it's just uh, uh it's just a, your expression it's just how you want to present yourself uh, to the world do you have uh, any last words for our listeners who might want to spread more awareness on the drag community and become better allies in general uh i think if you are interested in like drag queens and drag performers uh, especially right now in the pandemic situation where a lot of things are happening online uh i think what you can do is like just uh, go around and check out the social medias and like do the basic social media things by like liking their stuff and sharing it and sharing it with people sharing it with your friends who might like it and maybe possibly book us for a show 